Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, we are skipping an episode of the Goal Crusher series and repurposing an oldie but goodie for you guys. We had our schedule jam-packed speaking at a conference in Chicago for She Did It Her Way and having our massive strategy planning session for the rest of the year and our future. So we didn't get to record another episode of that series, but this is a good one. This is all about chasing those sparkly squirrels and what to do and what questions to ask yourself when sparkly squirrels pop up as they always do and how you can stay on track or maybe get distracted intentionally to help grow your business. So I hope you like this oldie but goodie, and we will be back in a couple episodes with the next episode in the Gold Crusher series. So today we're getting real with the curse of the creative, the millions ideas rolling around in our brains, and we don't know how to actually pick one that's flying in the air and starting with that. And we don't know which one to commit to because we're super overwhelmed and we're so great at all of these things that our hands are in like all the buckets, right? Yeah. I think a lot of you are in a place where you are ready to be more committed to your business and you're ready to see big things happen, but you're worried about getting started. You're worried that it's just not going to work out. Or that it's going to, you know, not be what you think it'll be. And so you're not committing and you're not ready to say yes. Yeah, because we get email after email after email every single day from a lot of you saying, oh, I started this shop and I also have this business and I do this freelance and I have this thing on the side and none of them are being profitable. And so what happens is you convince yourself that you're not a good boss, that you're not a good creative, that you can't run a business, that there's something that you're just missing and you're not doing well, when in reality... You just have your hands in too many things. You're spreading yourself so thin and you're not giving enough efforts to one thing at a time. Or you're putting your efforts in a place that's not necessarily turning into profit. We see a lot of people wasting time on things that are a little bit frivolous. And we'll definitely jump into like the nitty gritty details of that later. But I think a lot of you are in this place of overwhelmed and stuck and you're wanting these things to happen, but you're just not sure where to get started. Maybe your business already exists, but it's not profitable yet. And so you still feel brand new, even though you're not necessarily new to business. Mm-hmm. Or you're in business 
business and you have decided on one thing and you keep wanting to add more to that plate. And I think those are two different business owners. So no matter where you lie, whether you haven't quite picked up an idea off the ground to run with it yet, or you do have a business and you keep adding things to that instead of looking at other aspects of your business, I think this chat is really going to help you get some clarity on that. Yeah, for sure. We think that, you know, I think most of us go into this business thing thinking we're the only one going through these problems. We're the only one that's facing these challenges. We're the only one who's ever built a business ever. (laughs) Ever. I think a lot of it is just self-doubt. And we talk ourselves into a corner thinking this isn't ever going to work the way I think it could. And that sucks because yeah. it, do- it doesn't have to be that way at all. And there's a ton of other people who are rocking it. And so how can you use those people as a guide that pushes you forward? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the questions that we ask ourselves before we dive in to go full-fledged on one idea. I think a lot of people are obviously scared. We're all scared. As Abigail just said, you're not the only one with that fear. You're not the only one afraid that that idea isn't going to work because there is no guarantee. But there is a guarantee that it's not going to work that well if you're only half-assing it, right? And so we want you to really take a look at each and every idea individually, like pretend like the other ones don't exist for a second and just focus on one. Usually when we hear from you guys and you're bringing us all of these ideas, it's not because you really like one over the other. You're not going to choose something, especially creatively or being your own boss at something of that you don't like. So we're not concerned that you don't like it. If you haven't ruled that one out yet, then definitely take a step back and do that first. But you're usually coming to the table with five to 10 ideas of things that could be businesses or could bring in money and you don't know where to start. So I think the biggest question, two questions I think that have the equal weight, A, do you like it? Do you feel inspired and fulfilled by doing that work? And can you make money from it today? Yeah, I think that second question there is so crucially important. And I think a lot of people get stuck on the, well, someday if these things happen in this order that I might be able to make money someday. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you're running a business, you need to be able to make money. And so if it's not checking that box, then we need to have a reality check. Mm -hmm. And you're not marrying these ideas. Mm -hmm. You're not married to your business. I think a lot of us Yes, as being our own boss, want to create a life that's super passionate and you're doing the thing that you love and you hear from people every day like, I wake up so inspired to do what I do and I love my job. And we can definitely say that there are days too where we're rolling our eyes or we're frustrated because that just comes with life. But be passionate about it, but also know that you're building a business, not like a creative weekend hobby. Those are two completely different things. If crocheting or scrapbooking or taking pictures or whatever, any of those things fulfill you in that way, but it kind of irks you to make that into a business, maybe that part stays as a hobby. That's what photography became for me. I stopped making that a part of my business because I loved doing it, but I wasn't fulfilled making it a business. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think people get stuck on, they're not really sure where they want to put their time because until you've done it full time, full on, full promoting, all the marketing, all the systems, I think you're not really sure if this is what you want to be doing. I think that's probably more than anything else. Mm -hmm. I think maybe you went to school for design like me. Maybe you went to school and you thought, okay, I invested all this money and all this time. So this is what I think I need to be doing because that's where I'm educated. That's that's logical. Experience Mm -hmm. I have. And that might be where you start. 
start, but it's not always where you end up. Mm -hmm. And so if it's not what you necessarily see yourself five years from now, it's okay okay to start in a place that's different. Yes. Because I think it's more crucial to get off the ground with something that's profitable that you know you're capable of doing than it is to focus on things that are totally new and foreign. Mm -hmm. Because here's the reality check, guys. You cannot, no matter what your interest is, no matter what you want to start as a business, no matter what your dreams are, period. It is not possible for you to picture today what your business looks like three years from now or five years from now until you start doing it. The way that it pivots and shifts based off your own life and circumstances and what you can put into it, based off opportunities that come your way, based off sales, based off the audience that you start attracting, based off the things that you learn as you do the business, oh my gosh, those things have so much of an effect on what your business starts to take shape three months in, six months in, that early, it can even change that quickly. That's what it was like for us. It could take a little bit longer to show you more obvious pivots, but we could not have told you, you know, years ago when we first started wanting to be entrepreneurs and owning our own businesses, that what you see today and what we work on today was even a thing. Well, not only was it a thing, but was it even possible? Would we be good at it? Would other people pay us enough that we could make it a thing? Like, I think a lot of that's unanswered territory. And so especially if what you want later in life is kind of not on the same, like there's not other people doing it, it's okay to start with something that you see other people doing and then test it. Yep. And test the waters to see if that'll work. Yeah. So I think we started, you know, with the people who maybe are grasping at ideas on what to even start. But I really want to address to the people who have an established business, they're bringing in money, they have an audience, they have a product line or a service line or offerings, and then they just keep adding to that menu board. Mm -hmm. And they keep kind of overwhelming not only themselves, but their audience with what they're putting out there. Yeah, I have a really good solution to this. So this is something I suffered from. I don't don't even necessarily have a diagnosis for what this (laughs) is called other than fear factor. Like you add stuff in because you're scared that what you're doing isn't good enough or that you're not going to get paid enough from this one thing. And so you keep adding to the menu board, assuming that the more things you offer, the more earnings potential you have. Because we think that next thing that we add is going to be the next thing that catapults us. Yeah. Here's the thing I want to do, especially if you already have too many things on the docket. If you have more than five things that you actively sell, I'm going to challenge you to do this. I want you to look at your books. I want you to divide out literal dollar for dollar how much you're making from each of your different products. If you have 25, then you need to divide out dollar for dollar how much you're making on every single one of those 25. And if you notice that 90% of your income is coming from three products, but you have 25 products, (laughs) girlfriend, you need to cut that stuff out because A, it's distracting. If people are naturally gravitating towards certain things that you're offering, whether they're literal products or their services or digital courses or whatever they are, if they're naturally gravitating there, that's where you need to be spending your time because it's already proven to be working. 
Mm-hmm. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to reinvent the customer. Be appreciative of the ones that are already coming through your door and serve them better. And I guarantee you, if you really look at those numbers, ask them, look at what you've got going on in your business to better serve them is to not provide them more things to buy. Mm-hmm. It's to make that entire customer experience better. It's to look at where are the holes missing in how you're taking care of them. How can you attract them in a different way that makes it obvious that they belong at your store, online, real store, wherever, belong with you? How can you make that clear? How can you add the value? How can you help them say yes to buying whatever it is that you already have easier? Yeah. And for some of you, this is going to feel really crazy. Like I know some of you run Etsy stores and for you having a hundred products could be totally something you need to be doing. And I'm not telling you to stop doing that. But if you sell a hundred products, but your stamps are selling like hotcakes, but your printables over here are doing zero, that's where I want you to be paying attention. It's not necessarily the exact number. It's the kinds of things you're offering. Yep. Because people can get customized all day long. And obviously there's tangents on where it makes sense to have more products, but I think you really just need to do the math. And if Mm -hmm. you're at the very beginning and you haven't necessarily decided where you're going yet, and you're trying to figure out how many things to offer, I would start with three. Mm -hmm. Yep. And turn them into packages if Mm -hmm. you can. If they're physical products, that's a little bit different. But if you're offering services, I really urge you to think about how you can combine things that you think your client will need Mm -hmm. into packages Mm -hmm. and then offer them as tiered options. Because I think there are a couple things to ask yourself and to take away from this. One is, are you just adding to the white noise or are you actually adding value? Is it something that your audience is willing and ready to say yes to? Or are you creating a problem instead of a solution? Are you wanting them to buy something just because you made something instead of having that desire already there and you fulfilling that desire? And the second thing I think you need to ask yourself is, does it actually align with your end goal? Mm -hmm. There are so many product-based businesses who do one thing and do it really well. They offer one type of product. And then all of a sudden we hear from them, say they offer, they sell jewelry. And all of a sudden we hear from them and now they want to offer coffee mugs. How does that align with the end goal? I'm not saying it doesn't, because if you can prove to me that it does, then heck yes, sister, go out and do that. But more often than not, we are just trying to find ways to channel our creative energy. And so we want to make more things and we want to say yes to offering these things. And we want to be, you know, the smorgasbord for creatives. I mean, you did that in your design firm at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Offering billboards and business cards. I mean, what the French toast. So it's really honing in on, obviously like those two, right? It's really honing in on that and really truly checking in with your gut, but also checking in with the actual goals and what's on paper for your business. And does it align with that? Or if you include coffee mugs, are you now going to have to sell 2000 mugs a year in order to make up for you storing it, you paying to ship it, you doing, you know, whatever else comes with coffee mugs that might just be really unrealistic for where your business is right now. Yeah. I think knowing the product 
product that aligns with the vision is so important. I think having a clear idea on what you want and what you think your business is going for. Like if you're a sustainable practice guru and you're talking all about, you know, using materials that are, you know, really good for the earth and then you go offer this like synthetic fake leather handbag like come on like what are you doing like you know (laughs) this isn't a good idea it might be so cute I'm not discounting that but if it's not aligning with your vision if it's not aligning with the mission of your brand why are you getting distracted with that so you have the creative energy and you're wanting to channel it through something so that's why you want to create more things I get that a hundred percent I get that but That energy isn't going away. So let's try to create that energy, reshape it into something else. So there are other things that we really encourage you to look at investing in your business, adding on to your business or looking into to save you time, save you energy, save you money or make you more money. And we're talking systems, we're talking automation, we're talking productivity. So what are the things that you can look at and incorporate in your business that are actually going to make the business side of your business run better, smoother, faster, all of those good things? Yeah, I'd rather you use your creative talents to invest back in your marketing than to create new products because that still takes the creative side of your brain. That still takes you thinking, writing copy for an email that sells people a product is still creative, but it uses your talents in a way that I think you're going to see more profit from. So knowing where that makes sense. And for some of you, it may seem hard. You're like, well, I don't really have an audience over here. I I don't have this yet. Well, if you don't work on it, it's never going to happen. You have to start somewhere. Everyone starts at zero. So if you have no email list, zero social media audience, and you are worried about whether you have another product or not, I would urge you to work on growing those things first. Mm -hmm. And then take a look at that. Put that idea on the back burner for a little bit. And so now that we've put that idea on the back burner, and now that we're looking at growing our social presence or our email marketing or even blogging or making our website clear, whatever the next step for you is, sometimes we like to think that, okay, if I'm really good at making bracelets, for instance, I'm not going to be good at emailing my people. I'm not going to be good at posting on Instagram. I'm not going to be able to keep on top of it. So the gut reaction is to hire that out. The gut reaction is to ask around in the community and find someone who does that task and get them inside the doors immediately. Because I really feel like there's this trend going around of outsource all the things and hire out for all the things. And while we strongly support outsourcing, because we do that in our own business, it took us a long, hot minute to do that. There are systems that we invested in and figured out on our own. There are things that we use the free version and method for so long. So we really want you to start thinking about what are those things that you can start to learn yourself first. And I think we're going to dive into that later, but I really want you to get thinking about that now. No, I definitely think knowing where that's going is super important, but we don't want you to get flustered on all of the decisions you have to make when you're getting started. When you're just starting the business, I think it's focusing on the profit earning strategies that are going to lead to bigger and better things and taking those as baby steps. Like, how do you start small? What is something really small you can do today or do this week or do this month that's going to lead to bigger and better things for your business? Yep. 
So I think too, when we get into this whole channeling the creative energy and being afraid to put stuff out there and being afraid to commit to certain products or taking the easy route and just adding more products instead of looking at other areas in our business, we also like to nitpick some of the things in our business and tell ourselves that the reason why that might not be going well is because it looks a certain way or it functions a certain way. Mm -hmm. And those tiny details, in our opinion and in our experience, do not lead to the bigger picture. Yeah, I think the tiny details are definitely something that we get distracted by. And they're definitely something that we concern ourselves with. But they're not the things that are important. I think it's you got to focus on the end goal. And some of you for a lot of you, I think that you will see the future and you're a big picture person anyway. But for some of you, you're not. Some of you, you like to focus on the little teeny details. And I think that tends to happen more with creative business owners in general. Oh, yeah. I think they naturally do that. Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. 
Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. It does take a big person to step away and to realize where those pieces need to kind of be let go. And the things that we're specifically talking about are when you get hung up over the exact shade of blush pink that you're using on your website, the exact phrase you want to use in your email signature, the time that you're going to post on Instagram, because that's like a make it or break it for you on growing that audience. When it's all of those little tiny things, those decisions are important, but they're important to be made once and then move on from them. Not let yourself get hung up on them and definitely not let yourself use those as an excuse for why you aren't just starting. So the basis of all of this for sure is to just start because so many of us are waiting on the mythical ding, right? And we're sitting here and we think that this thing is going to go off in the air that tells us we're ready. And When that happens, we can release this product, we can launch our website, we can rebrand, we can tell people about our stuff, but that ding just doesn't happen. That ding does not exist. It is not here for us and it is not here for you. So we really encourage you to stop waiting for that ding and just try something. Oh my gosh, the ding. It's such a thing. But I think that a lot of us get so caught up on waiting for someone else to tell us what's right. 100%. Because we're not the ones used to being in charge. Learning to be in charge is... It's a lot of work. (laughs) And I think a lot of us get stuck on, you know, how do I decide what is important? And how do I know if this is right? And I'd rather have you guess. (laughs) Yes. Then you doubt yourself. Yeah, because that comes down to everyone, you know, when they come to us, and they're nervous, and they're scared, they come back to the thing. Well, I don't know how to do email marketing. I don't know how to grow on Instagram. I don't know how to take a picture to post it. I don't know how to write a blog post. No one does. No one does when they start. You learn it as you go. They don't teach this stuff in school. At least right now, they don't. (laughs) And we didn't learn this in school. We had to learn by doing it. And you little biz baby are no different. Okay. You can take the lessons from here. You can take the lessons from blog posts and read books and ask questions, do all of those things. But the biggest lesson that you will learn in business is when you do it yourself. Yeah. And I think this 100% lines up with where I want to kind of take this is, are you plan to the nines kind of attitude or are you fly by the seat of your pants? Because I think there's two kinds of people that really, there's two approaches to this and they both get stuck. Both of these kinds of people get stuck. And I really find that the happy place is in the middle. So I'm going to talk about playing to the nines for a second, because ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, but my mom is an entrepreneur herself, and she's in the middle of starting her own business. And she is a planner, like a hardcore, let's get back to business school basics <laughs> planner. She wants to write a very detailed business plan. She wants to have all our ducks in a row. And I think 
it really takes away from her moving forward. And it's not because planning is bad. Obviously, I love planning. Like, have you seen our Trello course? Come on, guys. But being so planned that you get stuck in where to go next, or you are so worried that if it's not figured out in advance that you can't move forward, you have to just try things Mm -hmm. and you have to just do it. But my mom, who is also an entrepreneur, has her own business, is a creative lady, is the exact opposite. And she is very much fly by the seat of her pants. And I love her dearly. But sometimes our conversation is, I'm going to make this. And I just created this. And I think I'm going to reach out to this person. And then I'm going to change this on my website. And then I'm going to change this backdrop. And it's all of this changes. And it's all of this creative energy being fueled by just bouncing around instead of knowing, okay, is that decision good or bad? Is it intentional? What's the cause and effect of that decision? What goal is it leading into? Is it going to change anything? Or are you just doing it to do it? Yeah. And I think both of our moms could like sit down in a room and fight it out a little bit. Not that they they would fight, but I think if you really sat them down, I think they would find that the happy place for both of them is really in the middle. And I think a lot of you are going to find, you know, you got to find your happy ground and it is planned, but it's moving forward. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, having an idea of your goals, but it's trying things and working hard. Which I think is why here at Think Creative Collective, it works because I think we both bring those aspects from our mom. So you plan out everything and ask all the questions and ask the, okay, but what about this scenario and this worst case scenario? And I'm over here like, well, I already posted it. So what are you going to (laughs) do? And then we just make it work. And so it's a nice balance for sure. Yeah, but I think if you don't have that other person, I think we get a lot of questions about, well, you ha- you're you so lucky because you have <laughs> someone to bounce ideas off of. You're so lucky because you can, you know, work this out together. And if it's just you and you don't have that person, I don't want you to feel like stuck and that you don't have anyone to ask because you are in charge. So worst case scenario, what happens if you pick the wrong thing? Like, yeah, is your whole, what happens? Is your whole business going to fall apart? Probably no, not. No, it won't. <laughs> I can tell you that it won't. It's not going to. We put so much pressure on every single decision in our business from the color of our brands to the words on our website to how much we're charging this and what time we're posting. Like literally everything is so crucial and we build it up into our heads to think that, crap, if I did this at the wrong time or I sent this to the wrong person, everything's done. It's all just going to go up into flames. Trust us. Trust us. Thank God that is not the case because (laughs) our business would have gone up in flames a long time ago. (laughs) Yes, it would have been a severe problem, but it doesn't have to be that way. And the really cool thing is you can still ask other people's opinions. And I think there's a lot of different ways you can go about this. A lot of people talk about, you know, making an ideal client scenario or like writing a story about who this person is that you're talking to. But I would prefer you talk to real people. Mm -hmm. about your business. And so like, Emily, let's walk through some ideas of how they can get the answers that they're looking for. And I know we both have some ideas about how this could work. 
Yeah, because I'm really big into asking the question a certain way for you to get the exact answer that you're looking for. And I don't mean like fluff the survey and like get all these people to say that you're amazing just by how you ask the question. But I think sometimes people do take the time and they either ask a survey or they go into a Facebook group and they ask or they hop on the phone call with a past client or whatever, but they're just not asking the questions in the right way. So they get answers that are like, yes, no answers or they get like, I had a great time working with you. And that doesn't do anything for you. So go into everything that you're asking, regardless of if you're doing it just for market research or like literally because you just made a product that you want feedback on. I like to pretend like I'm going to use this person's quote as like, a billboard testimonial. I want it to be that good. And so I love asking people, paint me a picture. That's the best lead into anything. You can ask someone, paint me a picture of what your life is like when you do X, Y, Z. What are your struggles when you, you know, get your kids up in the morning? What do you hate about doing that task? What is it like for you? Asking them to use their own words, because maybe you're testing a product that makes that process easier for parents. I don't know. But being very specific in how you're asking so you can get that storytelling back. So then you can start to see, okay, what do people actually need? What are they complaining about? How are they describing their problem? Yeah, because I think a lot of us, especially if you're brand new to starting a business, I think you get stuck on knowing what this person needs once is asking for yada yada, because you just haven't been in business long enough to know the answer. But that's okay. I think if you have started a business, you can go into this situation asking existing clients or customers, like literally get these people on the phone. Or if you're in person, ask them in person Mm -hmm. all the questions you can ever imagine. And generally, if they're standing right there or they took the call, like they're going to answer whatever you ask them. Mm -hmm. But there's other ways to go about it. My mom, like literally last week, she put together a focus group because she's starting this nonprofit and she didn't have all the answers. And she wasn't used to working with this type of client because they're literally planning on serving disadvantaged young adults that come out of high school and they can't go to college because maybe they have Down syndrome or some other disability. And she doesn't have a Down syndrome child. Her best friend does, but she didn't grow up with the child. And so she doesn't necessarily know their disadvantages. So she got a bunch of people in a room that all work with those type of kids every single day. And she was able to get so much valuable information from them that she just literally doesn't have the experience with. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in a situation where you're coming into this idea and it's totally new, like how can you get a group of people together, sit down, maybe it's in your house, maybe it's in a coffee shop, maybe it's at a school, like get these people all in one room and brainstorming for you because they Mm -hmm. have good ideas if you just give them the right questions to ask. Heck yes. Heck, ask your people. You can't know all the questions for everything. No. Ask your people. (laughs) Ask your people. Just get started. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I know I've said it already in this episode, but I really, really want to hone in on, you can't make that big of a mistake. You just have to start it. You just have to try things. Every little step you take is going to lead to a bigger end result. That might end up in the business exactly that you started on day one, just bigger and better and more sustainable. It might reshape it in three to six months to something you couldn't have even pictured on day one. And that's okay. Letting those 
those things happen and letting creativity flow in real life as it happens in your business is one of the best ways for you to actually end up doing what you love. We can't force creativity. Everyone knows that. We can't box it in. We cannot channel it in a very strict way. Sometimes it just has to flow, but we can strict way and channel a business and a foundation of that. And so you do have to find that balance of letting that creativity flow, knowing what the intentional business decisions are. And then ultimately it's up to you to just make the decision to do it. Yeah, you have to put in the work. I'm so shocked with how many people go into business thinking they don't have to do the work. (laughs) Like, they're just like, well, if I do this thing, and I set up these systems, like I can just walk away and money will fly in the door. No, no, baby. (laughs) Sorry, baby. (laughs) I wish that were true. I wish I could tell you money grew on trees, but it doesn't. Actually, I do have a money tree, though. That's like a random side note. We got it when we bought our house, our mortgage realtor gave it to us. And it grows. And wow. It's, it's legit. But it doesn't. Off of it? Le- real dollar bills do not come off my money tree. You should but hang that's it on there for, for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I should. That would be hilarious as like little <laughs> ornaments. <laughs> but we are sending the vibes to your money tree and your business and know that you are creating a pathway that has never been paved before. There might have been people who are trudging the same trail as you, but I'm trying to come up with some walking analogy, but we all know I don't get outside. <laughs> Emily and exercise. Ha ha, ha 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 ha. But what I'm saying is all of this is new to a lot of people. And as saturated as your own corner may be, you are still a rarity. And if you are here and if you're listening to this, and if you have this drive to make your creative passion your business, that is still a rarity. So the decisions that you make and the actions that you take are new. There are people who've done it before you and there are people who can give you advice, but no one knows your business like you do. And so you have to make the decisions that are in your gut and that are checking off the list of the actual strategic questions you can ask yourself before you dive into that. So gut check yourself, gut check your creativity, ask yourself if you're adding white noise to the scene or if you're adding value, and then just do it. Yeah, I really think the doing it is so important. We're really excited to see you kind of take all this information and do an audit, really dive into seeing what's working and what isn't. And guys, it's not as hard or as crazy as everybody makes it out to be. And if you're waiting for that mythical ding, then you're getting it right now. This is your ding. This is your ding. Ding. (laughs) So real quick to wrap it up, I'd like to have you talk hashtag strategy to me. Heck to the yes. What are some three to five things we can have them take away so they can start doing right now? Yeah. So I think two things depending on where you are at in business. So this is still just number one, but two different roadmaps. If you're brand new, write down all your ideas, brain dump them, brain dump what you could charge for these things and how you could actually make money for them and see which ones make the most sense to happen right now. Like which could you send an invoice to like this week if you wanted to go ahead and get it started and focus your energy and your attention on that one right now. If you already have a business and you have products, I want you to do Abigail's exercise and do dollar for dollar of how much those products are bringing in for your business and see if you can cut out some of them that just aren't pulling their weight. Second tip. My second tip would be to 
pull your people. So however you want to do that, whether you want to run a Facebook group or like run a poll in a Facebook group, whether you want to put together an actual focus group, whether you want to just make phone calls, however you want to do that, I want you to ask your people the questions you feel like you can't ask yourself. Mm -hmm. And number three, what's your number three, Emily? Just do it. Just do it. Do it. It's like it's like Nike. Yeah, just, just do it. Just do it. The details will work themselves out. Yes. Good is good enough. Just do it. You got this, babe. Yay. Wasn't that such a great episode? You are the best for listening in today. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.